chapter 46. Psalms 46. I'll be reading out of the Darby translation this morning. Psalms 46, if you're there, say amen. Very familiar portion of scripture. I want to read five verses and focus on the fifth one, though. It's just hard to separate verse five from the ones that precede it. God is our refuge. Not maybe, not hope, not might. God is our refuge and our strength. A help in distress very readily found. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be cast into the heart of the seas, though the waters thereof roar and foam and though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah, which means pause and think about that. There is a river, the streams whereof make glad the city of God, the sanctuary of the habitations of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, And she shall not be moved. God shall, mark it in your Bible, shall help her at the dawn of the morning. It is customary for pastors to start the new year with a forward-thinking message. But I felt this year that the Lord gave me a subject matter last week. And how many of you were here with us last week or able to watch online? The message, don't bring it with you. It is... To have God have these strategic plans for you and these wonderful open doors and opportunity and healings and wholeness, if you bring the decaying thing with you from last year and put it in the refrigerator of this year, it'll spoil all that God has. I told you not to bring your disillusionment and your hurt with you. You can still hurt, but it not control you. Don't bring the bitterness, the sin and the weights that just so easily beset you, the rebellion, don't bring any of that with you. Come empty-handed into the coming year. Yes, sir? All right. Selah. Pause. Think about that. Hold on. Test one, two, check one. Test one, we're good. Thank you so much. Pardon me? Woo! Is that right? Thank you, we'll try it anyway. If not... We'll throw these two away.
All right, this is the last try. Thank you very much, Brian. Absolutely. Thank you, John. Is that all right? Yep. All right. Thank the Lord. I need me some Pentecostal mics, some that can handle a little something. All right. All right. I don't have long, but I want to tell you with all honesty, I've so looked forward to this morning. I am so pregnant with the Word of God this morning. I feel like I'm right up to here. And if you will, if you will be uh, expectant and pull for me, I'll preach up a fit in this place today. Were you with me today? All right. Don't bring it with you. But when I lay aside the things that does so easily beset me, it then becomes an issue of faith. It then becomes an issue of vision because I cannot go where I do not see and there must be a surrenderedness. It's one thing to receive from the Lord and it is another thing to receive wholeheartedly from the Lord. It's said in this verse that God is in the midst of your life and he's going to help you at the dawn of morning. The beauty of morning is what I want to talk to you about. Not M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, but the morning. God has a morning, a new beginning for you in 2014. You don't get to pick the place. You don't get to pick the events. But every new year comes with new mercies. And God is in the midst of his people. And regardless of their situation, if their mountains are roaring and troubled, if the ocean of their life is full of foam and confusion and chaos, God will help you because morning is scheduled for you. The beauty of the morning is this, number one, is that it always follows the night. The beauty of the morning is that it always follows the night. In Genesis 1-5, it says this, and the evening and the morning were the first day, and the evening and the morning was the second day. It doesn't say the morning and the evening were the first day. It said the evening and the morning were the first day. To have a new day, you must first experience yesterday's night. And everybody in this room has them. They have nights in their marriage. They have nights in their physical body. Nights, um, dark seasons, if you will, uh, in every area, relationally, financially, physically, emotionally. And understand this, that if you are experiencing a night season in your life, you are slated for the morning to follow. Because first the natural, then the spiritual. The night is the part of the day where it's difficult to see. Is anybody in nighttime right now where it's difficult to see? Night is when you're the most tired. Night is the part with the least productivity and the most accidents. Night is the season where the most sins and the most crimes are committed. Night is the part that tends to loneliness, that tends to isolation, that tends to, to depression, and tends to despondency. It is the day that follows the night, not the night that follows the day. In fact, I would submit to you that God makes your days out of the nights that come before. When I'm going through seasons where I can't see and I'm spiritually fatigued and there's chaos and there's confusion and there's sins and there's crimes and there's accidents and all I want to do is see the Lord, you need a word. You need a word, not a mystical experience, but a word. And that word for you today is God's going to help you in the morning. Morning is coming for you. As a matter of fact, when God gets ready to make my mornings, he takes the fabric of what I'm going through and uses them. Why would God want to use such a horrible year? Why would God want to, some of you, 2013, you'll hear people say, 
And sometimes I'm in that group, glad to get it behind me, done with it. Wait, 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 wait. It's one thing just to abort the whole year, but only God can take horrible pieces and weave it into a fabric of great glory. That's not you bringing it with you. That's God redeeming it. That's God restoring it. Yes. It is in the night where God does some of his deepest work in you. When God got ready to make Eve for Adam, he put him to sleep. And he woke up and he said, whoa, man, this is good. Because he had been alone. And when God gets ready to do things in your life, that's just one example. Paul and Silas in prison. And at midnight, when? At midnight, they prayed and sang praises unto God. And midnight created the fabric for them to burst into a new day where they led the very jailer that beat them to the Lord Jesus. Some of you have got a lot of fabric available for the blanket of glory God's going to weave for you because of the night before. For every night that God has allowed in your life, there is a day that he has purposed to follow it. Don't you see this morning? Don't you see that God put the, the lights in the heaven, he said, for a sign and for seasons and days and years. And for you to see that regardless of what happened yesterday, the sun came up this morning. He wants you to see in the natural what he has planned for you in the spirituals. Nights are real, but they give way to the breaking of the day. And when the day breaks, God helps. God helps. God often reveals who he's chosen by who makes it through the night. Aaron's rod was laid out along with 11 other rods, sticks, if you will, broom handles. And all their names were put on the rods because other Israelites had said, God's with us just like he's with you. And God said, I'm going to tell you who I'm with. Cut little pieces of stick. So here's just nothing on either end, not connected to life. Broom handles, if you will, in the presence of the Lord with their names written on them. And the next morning they went into the presence of the Lord and all the other 11 rods were just dead sticks like they were the night before. But Aaron's rod had buds, blossoms, and fruit on it. All three stages of life. The bud means the beginning. The blossom means the beauty. And the fruit means the purpose and the intentions. And overnight, Aaron's rod had all of this happen on it. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but you tend to think because God shut the door on you and that which you're looking at is lifeless that you're done. But God has a way of showing people who he's with by who makes it through the night, who makes it through the dark seasons. Buds, blossoms, and fruit available for that person. Your night season may be the very thing that reveals God's deeper purposes in your life. Aaron didn't know he was Aaron until this night season. And I am not a stranger to pain. I know what it's like to think that the sun will never shine again, but I'm telling you on this side of it that I did not know some of the things God had deposited in me till I made it through night seasons. And Aaron came into the fullness of who he was as a priest after this night season. And sometimes... I have waited to tell you this phrase right here. Sometimes the brightness of your day tomorrow is in direct correlation to the darkness of your night yesterday. That ought to burst in someone's heart with hope. Is it black? Is it dark? 
Are the lights off? Are you fatigued? Are you confused? Are your mountains trembling? Is your ocean uh, foaming? Is it all chaotic? As dark as it is, what if? What if there's a slingshot in your soul and as far as it's been pulled back this way, what if God lets go and it goes that way? I tell you that I serve a Lord that restores fully, fully. You don't, you don't understand people shouting over healing because you've never been sick like they were sick. You don't understand what's all the big deal for that person that's posting their uh, wedding announcement and posting their engagement and posting all their pictures. You don't understand the big deal when the cry of their heart for a decade was someone to share life with. That woman that becomes pregnant and you don't understand her weeping and her sobbing, her coming to the altar and waving her sweater before the Lord said, it doesn't take all that. You weren't barren. And sometimes... God gives you an indicator of what your tomorrow is going to be like by how black it was yesterday. The beauty of the morning is that it follows night. And don't judge me in my day when you didn't weep with me in my night. I could close my book. I preached already. I'm not interested in your opinion. You weren't there. You didn't have the sleepless nights. You didn't fast. You didn't weep. Get mad. Be jealous. Don't care. Don't care. Because your day is the way God compensates for your night. So stop cursing the night. Endure it. Weeping in the night endureth. But I swear to you, joy comes in the morning. I swear to you. Number two, the beauty of the morning is that it is God's expressed will concerning you. It is God's expressed will. Well, I just wonder if I'm going to have a morning. Well, let's look at it. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. First the natural, then the spiritual. God divides the light from the darkness. He's the one that lights our path, and he's the one that grants new tomorrows. He's the one that causes the sun to rise, what? On the just and the unjust. We know it's God's will. If he's going to give a sunrise to unjust people, then he'll give a sunrise to us who love and honor him. Some of us feel that because of our current night season... Some of us feel because our current night season is a result of our sins and bad choices that we've been forever disqualified from having a new morning. And yes, stupid choices will produce dark seasons in your life. Yes, they will. Granted. But others can say, you've made your bed, you must lay in it. You're simply reaping what you've sown. God is a God of justice and judgment. Your sins have found you out and the verdict of guilty has been rendered. Yes. To which I would reply, you are absolutely right. And I do not deserve a new day. But God does not grant new days based on who I am. <laughs> God grants new days based on who he is. Lamentations 3. His mercies are new. Every. every some. Most. The majority of. His mercies are new. 
Every morning, the Bible declares in Psalms 143, cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning, for in you do I trust. Psalms 112, sunrise breaks through the darkness for God's people. To go into the new day in 2014, you, don't, you can't bring that mess with you from last year. But you must believe that it is God's expressed will for you to have it. Because you will be tested by your own conscience, the voice of other people, and principalities and powers that tell you you have no right to have a new day. But if God has allowed you to live to see a new day, that is God's permission for you to walk in it. You didn't hear me. If you've seen the new day, then that means God's given you provision, permission to walk in it. Number three, the beauty of the morning is that it refuses to bring the night before with it. I told you not to bring your stuff from 2013 into 14, but God doesn't bring the night with it. Now, he'll redeem the fabric out of that night, but he doesn't bring night with it. Nighttime is real. It has its place, and it cannot be eradicated. But the schedule of God has borders where God declares no further. And it is at that shoreline where it comes to a halt and submits to the authority of its creator. As sure as one shoe cannot hold both feet, day and night cannot fit in the same time slot. There is not room for both. One must flee. And when the day dawns, darkness must flee. Nighttime has responsibilities, but it's also filled with expectation. Listen to this in Psalms 42.8. At night I pray to God. At night I pray to God, but in the daytime he will command his loving kindness towards me. If you're in a night season right now, you continue to walk before the Lord in humility and in prayer and faith and believe. At nighttime pray, but in the morning God commands loving kindness to you. He doesn't suggest it. When God spoke, let there be light, was there any debate? Was there any delay? Was there any hindrance? I want you to, I know I'm just a simple preacher trying to communicate a profound truth, but listen to me. If he spoke and commanded natural light, and it happened, and I'm reading you the word where he's commanding loving kindness for you in the morning, where he promises to help you in the morning, then there's nothing that can stop that. It is God's expressed will for your life. And God's not going to bring day and night together. Did you have daytime when it was night? No. And you're not going to have nighttime when it's day. But you can't stay where you are and go to the next place. Are you willing to change? Are you willing to change places, jobs, scenery, friends, careers, locations, hangouts, habits? Are you willing to fight again for your family, your dreams, God's best, and your desires? Are you willing to forget what they did and didn't do, what they said and didn't say? Their cruelty and their cursing, their neglect and their apathy, their demeaning and devaluing of you. Are you willing to let go of everything that happened in the night to embrace everything that is to happen in the day tomorrow? And that period of time is right around the corner. The beauty of the morning is this. When I woke up this morning, when the sun arose, there was no night in it. God wants to show you how to live in day-tight compartments. Sufficient in every day is the evil thereof. Days are 
filled with difficulties. That, but when you go to bed and you wake up the next day, God gives you a new start. So there's daily new starts and then there's seasonal new starts. He said he gave us the lights in the heavens for signs and for seasons. And with the beginning of a new year, it's God's intention for the beginning of a new year for you. Number four, the beauty of the morning is that when it dawns, it's unmistakable. It is unmistakable because it's so intrinsically different from the night. Day doesn't feel like night. Doesn't look like night. Doesn't sound like night. Doesn't smell like night. And I don't respond to the night the same way that I do the day. Every new day brings you closer to the next season and further away from the current one. But just because the morning is available to you and you have access to it does not necessarily mean that you will choose to live in it. Pay careful attention to what I'm about to tell you. Just because God has planned a new day for you. Just because God has his plans and purposes for you to bless you and prosper you and to give you a hope and an expected end doesn't mean that you live in that hope and that expected end. Many people pull the blinds of their soul and sleep through the day opportunity only to be ushered in from one nighttime to another nighttime. Jesus asked the man that had been there 38 years sick. He said, do you want to be made well? And onlookers, you know, they were thinking, what a stupid question. Will you be made whole? And I can hear the Son of God. I can hear the natural reasoning. He said, no, you don't understand. There's people that don't want to come out. They're addicted to sorrow. They're addicted to pain. They're addicted to their history. To see, to have a new day, I can't bring the night with me before. I got to start over. If this man, if I heal him, then he can't lay on this mat and beg alms. He's got to go get a job. He's got to go back home and be a father. And he's got to be a son to his parents. And he's got to fulfill responsibilities. No, I'm asking you, do you want to be whole? I'm laying before you the opportunity for a brand new day. And we like to hide behind the apathetic excuse, I can't do anything about it. It's too lofty. But Jesus narrowed it down and said, do you want to be well? Do you want to be whole? When that man replied in the affirmative, when that man was open to receiving, see the nighttime for him was being lame and the daytime for him is walking. What's your contrast? What's the nighttime look like and what would day look like? I'll tell you this, when you answered a call to live in a new day, there's an unmistakable change. There's no denying it. Just as sure as watching the sun come up. Anybody else like to watch the sun come up? And the darkness just kind of, Okay, 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 we give, okay. It starts out kind of slow, like you're not sure who's going to win, but every morning, every morning the sun wins. Isn't it ironic that God chooses to name the brightest star relevant to us with the same pronunciation of the Son of God? Here comes the sun. Well, it's unmistakable when it happens. Because when Jesus asked this man, do you want to be made well? And he received the virtue of the new day. When Jesus found him, his back was on his bed. When the day broke, his bed was on his back. And he got up and moved. Incredible change. 
Incredible change. The beauty of the morning is that it is in every way new. The American Heritage Dictionary defines the word new as this, having been made or come into being only a short time ago, never used before, never worn before, just found, just discovered, just learned, new information, something not previously experienced or encountered, novel or unfamiliar, different from the former or the old, additional, something further, something recently arrived or established in a place, position, or relationship, changed for the better, rejuvenated, being the latter or the latest in a sequence, new in the most recent form, period, or development. Our problem comes when we want our new day to be like the day that preceded the night. We want to relive our glory years. We have this nostalgic look about the things behind us and we want God to redo. Um, be very careful, but I have to be direct here. For those of us that have experienced failed marriages, for those of us that have buried our children, when you've had traumatic events happen, you need to understand that when night season follows that and there's depression and there's regret and there's all of that. And when God grants you a new day, he doesn't resurrect that child. See, we want him to reconstruct. When Job lost his children, he didn't bring those children back out of the ground. He gave him a new family. Be careful and reject all these people that uh, break covenant at a whim and ask God to, to bless their foolishness and their sin. That's not what we're talking about. But when God gets ready to give you a new day, it may be new people. It may be a new city. It may be a new church. It may be new career. You don't get to pick and choose what part of the day before the night you get to bring with you. The beauty of the morning is that God decides what's new about it. You say, we done having kids. Done! I said, well, you don't know that. I said, no, no, I got a certificate. Done. And what if God's plan for you is to bring in a child or a couple of children without parents and he's rewriting this new day with challenges that you never planned on facing and joys that you cannot articulate. Here's how you know it's the Lord's new day because everything about it's new. I thank the Lord for the promise of mourning and it's beautiful. A new day means new opportunities, new blessings, new experiences. It means answered prayers, open doors and new joys. It means that you have never seen things in this light before. If you're taking notes, please write this down. A new day means that you've never seen things in this light before. That was yesterday's light. A new day alters your perspective. And I know I'm laboring one point this morning, so just bear with your pastor. But I need you to see not only the possibility, but the guarantee of a new morning that's both beautiful and blindingly bright, filled with perspective and joy, but you have to obtain it, appropriate it by faith. It's happening whether you're living in it or not. 
A new day can be simplified or explained by one word. Change. Things have changed. You've changed. Time has changed. All has changed. The beauty of the new day is that it's new in every way. Let me give you a couple of biblical illustrations. In the night, Daniel appeared to be lion food. But in the morning, he looked to be preserved. He looked to have favor to where the king said there's none like him in the land. And he went from about to be consumed by a lion to promotion. That's change. In the night, Paul and Silas looked like fools for preaching the gospel. In the morning, they looked favored. In the night, Jacob wrestled with who he used to be. In the morning, he met the man he was to become. The beautiful thing about the morning is that it always comes. <laughs> it always comes. Oh, if I had a way of just pouring this into your spirit, it's coming. You ain't got to work it, it's coming. You don't have to do a sun dance to get it to come, it's coming. You don't need three people to agree with you that it's coming. It's coming. You don't have to manipulate God. It's coming. Morning always comes. Let hope burst in this place like a rain cloud. Morning always comes. No exceptions. No exclusions. Nothing can hinder it and no one can stop it. God has decreed it. God will see to it. And he doesn't just change a few things. It's a brand new day. A man one time came home to find that his dog had completely chewed one of his shoes. I feel you. I've had dogs chew gutter systems off my house. No kidding. 160-pound pork chop pulled my gutters off my house and ate the gutters. So he took his shoe to the repairman. He says, hey, look. Great day, bro. Yeah, my dog chewed it. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think I ought to do? I think you ought to give him another one. That's what I think you ought to do. Give him another shoe. No, don't throw it away. And I'm asking you, what are you going to do with last year? God, what do you think I ought to do? Give the devil the other one. I'll make you a brand new pair. I don't know who that's for this morning. The beautiful thing about morning is that it's, it always comes and it's beautiful. If our musician would come, please. And finally, the beauty of the morning is that it is proof that God is not finished writing your story. It is proof that God is not finished writing your story. After Jesus was crucified and buried the disciples have given up on the kingdom and on God not knowing his plan and they went back to fishing listen to this Simon Peter said I'm just going to go back to what I used to know I'm going back to fishing we'll come too they said so they went out into the boat and they caught nothing all night listen and at the breaking of the brand new day at the breaking of the brand new day, Jesus was standing on the beach. But the disciples couldn't see who he was. You can go ahead. Jesus was at the breaking of the day, at the day, at, at the dawn of the new day, Jesus was standing on the beach close by. They didn't know he was there. So he called out to them. 
fellas, have you caught anything? No. He said, throw your nets on the right-hand side of the boat and you'll get some. So they did. And they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. Then the disciple Jesus loved, John, said to Peter, it's the Lord. It's the Lord. After the night of all we went through, the crucifixion, the betrayal, the abandonment, the rooster crowing, we watched them put him in Joseph of Arimathea's tomb. They sealed the tomb. It was guarded. All hope is gone. We turned our back on what we knew. We quit the ministry. I'm turning away. And on the shore, at the break of day, notice the correlation. In the morning stood Jesus on the shore of my disappointment, on the shore of my disillusionment, on the shore of my backsliding, on the shore of my failure. And he articulated, he had a conversation and a miracle that wasn't about the miracle. And see, God's granted you this morning, some of you, a sermon that's not about the sermon. And the net filled up with fish, and Peter said, It's the Lord. In my morning, it's the Lord. And he jumped out of the boat in just his undergarments and swam to the shore. And him and Jesus took a walk. Here's the man that denied Jesus. Denied he ever knew him. Jesus said, Simon, do you love me? You know I love you, Lord. He said, feed my lambs, okay? Simon, do you really love me? Lord, you know the degree of my love. and I, I do love you, but not like I thought I did. He said, okay, feed my lambs. And they walked a little while longer. And I'm just giving you the cliff notes. He said, Simon, one last time, do you really love me? He said, you know all things. You know I love you. Okay, feed my lambs. So they went back to the shore. They had their meal. Jesus left. It's not recorded, but it had to happen. You know they asked him. Simon, what did Jesus say? What did he say about that? I never knew him. He said he never brought it up. He just gave me a new day. And God helped him in the morning. My message is simple. My delivery is childlike at best, but it's coming. Here comes the sun. It's coming. Will you be expectant? Will you be packed and unpacked? Will you be ready to embrace and accept it? I promise you this. It'll be beautiful. I promise you. I hadn't planned on how we'd close, but I'd like us to do this. More for declaration than prayer. Because this is something you work out at home. But if this word was for you, don't even worry about what people think. It's irrelevant. They don't know a tenth of what's going on. They may think it's worse or not as bad. They don't know. It doesn't matter. But I receive this word, oh Lord, and I'm going to respond in a natural way 
I want you just to get up from where you're seated and come stand, not kneel. Symbolic. I'm walking into my new day. I want you, I want you to come, come stand right around the front. If you're with your spouse, just take them by the hand and say, we're coming into it. Glory to the Lord. This has nothing to do with how many people we can get in the front. This is, Lord, we heard you this morning. Y'all come closer, if you will, to the front so they can come in. Glory to the Lord. Now just dialogue with the Lord. We'll follow you, God. I'm believing you for it. What is it in your new day that you're looking for? Tell him, I'm looking for it, Lord. Glory to the Lord. Nobody else moving or talking in the building. There is prayer going on in this altar. I can see it on their faces. New day, Lord. New day, Lord. New day, Lord. going to be beautiful, Lord. It's going to be beautiful, Lord. It'll have its challenges, but it's going to be beautiful, Lord. Beautiful, Lord. Nothing can stop it. It's coming. It's God's expressed will for you. Beautiful.
Test one, two. Sorry. Sometimes we'll say, Lord, I just need a sign. I need a sign. Even if your habit isn't early, and I know some of us work second and third shift, tomorrow, try to watch it come up. Let it be the 20, 30 minutes. Just watch it come up. And watch all of the darkness try to stop it. There's your sign. There's your sign. He spoke one time. And all things are upheld by the word of his power. And night gives way to darkness. And then darkness will come upon your life again. But the day always comes. Last thing before you go home. Jesus crucified, buried, put away, given up on. And early on Sunday. So if he's going to get up. Why not? Why not midday? Why not afternoon? Why not in the darkness? Because he does his most profound things in the morning. Have a wonderful Lord's Day. God bless you.